Welcome, listeners. Lend me an ear. This is episode 135. I am your host, Russ Shaw. This is the Tenth Commandment. Here, check this out. This band is called Project 86. Love this tune. Totally appropriate. shalt not covet the thou shalt not and this is the uh, the last of the uh, Ten Commandment series I'll be doing a bunch of shows on this topic because of those lyrics right that shows a real heart level truth to the fact of why that is in there why God talks about coveting and there really is different layers to this commandment here um, let me let me show you what I'm talking about it has everything to do with desire alright first of all let me uh, take care of a little business again um, all the songs and music that you hear on the podcast can be downloaded on the website at asi247.org you click on the music tab and uh, yeah the songs are there for you to download in their entirety mostly on iTunes um, there's some Amazon links there, too. I don't get paid a dime for that, for the iTunes stuff, right? There's some stuff on Amazon I do get a teeny tiny commission for, but uh, mainly it's to give back to the artists. Um, my Twitter and my Facebook and my email are right there on the website as well, asi247.org. If you'd like to leave a donation to the show, this show is kept alive by donations. Like, people have given to help uh, keep this message going out there, keep the ripple effect continuing across the internet, and uh, you can do that there on the website as well. Also, I have a P.O. box if you don't want to give online. The P.O. box address is right there on the website. Um, I'm now on Stitcher Radio, which is an application for like Android. It's also for iPhone. Um, a really cool way to connect with the show on Stitcher Radio there. There's a link on my website if you want to download Stitcher as well. And welcoming all of the new Stitcher Radio listeners to the podcast here this morning, today, this afternoon, this evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening. And uh, I've got a lot more to say to you. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be an adventure. It's going to be a journey to the center of your soul, your very being, friends. All right. Stop with the drama. I know. I know. I want something you have. I want
what it is is anyway before I get ahead of myself I wanted to show you how this is going to expose these three different layers of identity I've talked about um, before in past shows. I do want to write a book about this someday. I, I believe God it has it on my heart to, to really show what um, these different layers of motivation are. And this commandment really cuts through all the layers of, of all of these commandments right back down to the core of why we do what we do. A story that so exposes the Tenth Commandment and some of the the layers and depth to it is the story of Mr. Walter P. Chrysler, the history of this man, the history of his company. Like, was it was it good for Mr. Chrysler to want to make a better mousetrap? Basically, the history of the Chrysler Company is Mr. Walter Chrysler gets himself a, a Model T Ford and he takes it apart, right? He's like a machinist. He's a tinkerer. He's got that in his heart, right? He's an engineer. He he says, I want to make a better car than this thing. I mean, if you look at the Ford, it was kind of like one of those Monopoly type of things, right? Like Mr. Ford created this car and they were all the same. I mean... Can you imagine you went out on the streets today and everybody was driving like a Prius? I mean, how boring would that be? Like, what the heck? Everybody's got a Prius. Can anybody do more than, um, like, 70, please? And, you know, not only are they all slow, but they're all black, right? There's there's no colors. There's just all black Priuses all over the road. Be, that would be my nightmare. Man, thank God we're not living in those times. I heard most of the streets weren't even paved, so you know, the Prius just it wouldn't work. Uh, so it was just kind of boring. I mean, the whole world was Fords, and they had their issues and problems. So Mr. Chrysler's like, let's make a better car. So he takes apart one of these Model Ts, and he and he finds out the flaws, and he figures out what needs to be fixed, and he makes a, a better car, right? He attempts to, anyway. He makes a better, um, the Chrysler 6 in 1924 comes out, and Mr. Ford has himself a competitor, right? Now, is that covetousness? I mean, there's a, a thousands of stories that I could go into where people who had ambition went out to build a better mousetrap, right? Is that covetousness? Well, I guess it depends on what's in the guy's heart, did he leave his family? Um, where was his relationship with his wife, with his kids? Is his legacy this car? I mean, seriously? And don't get me wrong, car's awesome, right? I mean, but what do you do with it? What is your dream, right? You have a dream, you build a car, you build a company, but what do you love? And that's really what I want to kind of focus in on cutting through the black and white, cutting through and down into and looking down into the core of who you are is really what do you love? What will you sacrifice for? What about your wife? What about your kids? What about your family? What do you love? Three layers uh, of who we are, like your, your, to review a little bit, <clears throat> you are um, your driver's license, right? You look at your picture, um, has your weight, has your address, has your, your name, um, your name. That's a big one, too. Who you are on the surface, who you are below that, right? What you're doing now, your job, um, how you think is a big one, how others see you, how you're presented in the culture, right? These different layers 
of who you are. But underneath it all is what we're really motivated by, right? Down underneath all of the layers. Who we really are is what our hearts are motivated by, what we're going towards. Um, this, this quote by Ashley Knoll is uh, amazing to me. It shows, exposes these three layers, right? What the heart wants, the will chooses, and the mind justifies. I would almost, for what I understand life to be, and through my um, understanding of addiction, right? What the what the heart wants, the mind justifies, and the will chooses. Because there's certain things that we do and do not do, right? So here's the thing about coveting. There's and this almost goes with age, right? Sometimes we, we do something out of impulse or out of reaction. A lot of addiction is that. It's not having a, a good emotional intelligence. It's just jumping in with both feet before we think about what we're doing. So, yeah, sometimes the will chooses, the mind justifies. But for some of these bigger issues in our lives, um, things like marriage and divorce, relationships, when it comes to sexuality, when it comes to trying to connect with another person, our mind really does um, choose it first, right? Starts to justify what we're doing, where we're going, why we, we would date this person, why we, we would stay with this person in relationship, that's why I pray that you are aware of the temptation of singleness, right? Or to move towards singleness if you're married and, you know, in a situation where the bomb has gone off, right? Or you've confessed and then there's that pull that, you know, because marriage gets tough and it especially gets tough in that point, right? And there's that temptation to, to move away from that person and to start to justify and to start to see their flaws and to, to move towards that singleness. You know, what would it be like to be single? You start entertaining those thoughts and, man, beware of that. Realize what you're really motivated by. Man, I, I believe that God speaks to us most in just laying in bed at night. You know, and some of us can't sleep right because of what's going on in our our hearts it, the holy spirit of god starts to work on us when we're you know just laying there in the stillness and the quietness when the noise has been turned down right i love this song here check this out turning inside out so i can see the part of you that's drifting over me Cause when I look you're never there But when I sleep you're everywhere You're everywhere That is Yellow Card with Everywhere. I love that that tune. It's actually a cover of a Michelle Branch song, a, a punk cover. Right. Um, recording the rest of the show in my van on the way to work. Um, got an app for my phone now where I can convert from uh, you know this app to MP3, and then I can put it right on the right on the podcast. That's what you're listening to now. The miracle of technology. 
my my old device broke. That's why I maybe was kind of tired and slow in some of them shows that you may have heard. I get up early in the morning and do the show. And uh, I was kind of awake this morning. I took one of them energy shot deals, you know, five-hour energy deal. Um, it's actually a knockoff. It was only a dollar. But it worked, right? I was awake. Um, anyway, so doing the show in the van, and but that's not why. You want to know why I'm doing the rest of the show from the van driving today? Because I want you to have to deal with really bad audio quality. That's why. No, that's, that's not why. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I make jokes. Make sure you're awake over there. Um, <laughs> this part of the part of the sacrifice, right? I don't know. Uh, my son calls me up. I'm doing the show. I'm editing the show. And he says, uh, and he's up, first of all. That's one thing, right? Like, he's 16. It's summer break. He's sleeping in, you know, staying up late. He's doing computer games. And his sister works nights, you know, so he'll hang out with his sister. And his sister, like, they're playing this game, and his sister's, like, way up there in this game. So he, uh, you know, he's trying to get some tips from her. So he stays up too late, right? But this morning, he's, like, up. He's, like, awake at, like, 6, 6.30 in the morning. He's up. Seven o'clock. He's he's up. He's you know, and then uh, so I go in the in the motorhome there, and I'm recording the show. And he uh, he he calls me on my phone, right? Sitting there, he calls me on the on the my my phone, which is right next to me, and he says, uh, "Dad, uh, let's make breakfast burritos, right?" So I have this temptation right there, right? And I, Mr., like, going into the story with Mr. Chrysler, right? When I started this podcast, it got way more popular than I thought it would. I got a ton of emails. I started seeing myself with this kind of savior complex thing going on. I gotta, I gotta respond to these people. There's people that need me, that kind of thing. And that's good and great. But the problem was I started to neglect my family. Now, this morning, my son gets up and I have a choice to make, right? Um, I could spend some time with my son or I could continue to do the podcast because I gotta get this thing up every week. It's something I got to do. Do I? Do I? Well, I don't, you know, I'm trying to do that for the listeners. Yes, that's my duty. Doing that to put that out there. That's part of my, my passion. Um, to, to, to show people their freedom from this freaking horrible addiction. First of all, so there's that. That's that duty, right? On the philosophy. And then, uh, but my son calls. And can I tell you something? We're going to talk about treasure here. Because Mr. Chrysler made a, a ton of money. I don't know his personal life. I don't know his family story. But uh, making breakfast burritos with my son this morning is golden, all right? That is a, a, a time, just a little connection, just me hanging out with my son and we're joking around and we're getting, you know, the eggs and the tortillas and the salsa, right, and sausage, and, and we're talking and we're just, we're just together doing this little task and, man, I would not trade that for the world. I wouldn't. That is worth, that is priceless, as the MasterCard commercials would say, you know. There's things you can buy, but then there's that time that you spend together, that connection time that's just, it's just priceless. And I'm still learning how to do these kind of connections with my wife, right? Like these, we have them, but, you know, making time for date nights, making time to be connected, making 
making time for romance, right? These, this is treasure. I mean, that's the Bible says that where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Um, can I tell you something about appetite for connection? It's part of why, it, it is why you're sexually addicted, all right? Theological and psychological experts will agree on that truth. The reason you're sexually addicted is because there's an appetite for connection that's not grounded deep enough. Now, those are my words. Um, I think some would agree with me, but there's, uh, you know, there's a depth to that statement. And I, the, these are the things that I continue to try and expose doing the show. So the truth be told, I'm a premise guy. What is the premise, right? There's a lot of good information out there in recovery, right? There's a lot of good information on, on how to overcome things. There's a lot of great information in books and in groups. But if they don't get to the premise, you can spend a lot of painful time and painful energy running around in circles trying to heal things that are on the surface. Um, this concept of triggers is one of those those concepts that your defense attorney inside you just loves. He loves for you to call it a trigger, right? You will be tempted, and it's what you do with those temptations. My my challenge for you is the premise of why it's a trigger. Get to the. Do you have the courage to get to the premise of why you're triggered when you're triggered? Yes, stay away from your triggers for a season if you need to do that. But why are you triggered? Why is it a trigger? The devil can't make you do anything. He dangles bait. He dangles lures, hoping that you'll strike the bait, not see the hook, so he can drag you down. What is the premise of your triggers? Why is it that we bite down on the hook? And that's the truth, man. That's what I want you to think about. The Tenth Commandment is about premise towards triggers. What is it that's so tempting? What is it that they have that you want? I want it oh so badly, and I'm going to start to chase it. That is motivation. And listen, part of that freedom and part of that discipline and part of that... Um, obedience towards that submission to discipline, right? I mean, that's, again, part of addiction. You can't not obey. That's what addiction is. You're obeying something you don't want to be obeying, so you're trying to break the habit, all right, just so you understand. I mean, I bring up obedience and submission, especially with Americans, and we're all freaking out. I'm free. I'm a free man. Don't tell me what to do. We, you know, we can free the slaves. No, you're a slave, all right? You're born a slave. You will be a slave. That's part of how we're built, right? We're built to worship. That's what we do. 
you hear about people that talk about breaking a horse, right? You got to break the horse so that he can be saddled and ridden and subdued. And I've always, I've always hated that kind of terminology. How about you break the horse so the horse can be free, right? The horse can be free to serve you. Does the horse have a good life in a bound up in a little pen somewhere? Does the horse have a good life maybe running out on the prairie? I, I, I don't know. Um, but I do know that living free consists of discipline, right? Like a guitarist, a really good guitarist. I, I, a friend of mine, a guy who he emails the show, um, we talk, chat back and forth frequently. He's a great guitarist. Like he sent me some of his guitar stuff, and he's an awesome guitarist. It takes discipline to be free in, in a musical instrument, right? Isn't that true? And there really is something to breaking this orbit around ourselves because, you know, I played that clip from uh, Gene Simmons on last week's show. And, uh, by the way, update on that. He asked her to marry him, got down on one knee, proposed. And, uh, of course, he did it on his reality show. But, again, maybe that's just his rhythm, right? And that's just the way he does it. Is it all a show? Man, I really don't think so. Because, like I said, I used to listen to him on KISW, and he'd go on these rock stations, and he was totally promulgating and proselytizing this freedom of just, you know, having sex with who you want, and you don't have to be committed, and this committed relationship thing is a, you know, it's an old relic from the past. I mean, he would go on and on about this kind of stuff, and, I, and now he's on one knee proposing on his reality show. I, I really believe that that is his heart. I don't think it's all just an act so he can make money because I don't think that he, even Gene Simmons, would, would stoop that low. And, and I say that with love in my heart, right? Because I am, I am totally like Gene Simmons. I'm totally freaking, I got this defense attorney that pops up and wants to, you know, point away and deflect and what about me? Even that song, you know? Um, do you see me? You're everywhere to me. Um, it just feels like you're never there. When I need you, when, when, when the me is not way up on top, I need you. I don't feel like you're there. But when I'm laying in bed, you're everywhere. You ever notice that with our relationship with God? The Holy Spirit of God seems to speak to us when we're laying in bed at night. Some of those sleepless nights. Some of that is, is God prompting our heart. Right? Don't kill it with ambient. Maybe, maybe address some of it. Learn how to be. All anxiety. All anxiety. Maybe not all. All right? Maybe there's some, I don't know, some kind of a mental disorder, but most of it, 99.5% of anxiety is the, you just can't be. You're unable to just rest, to just be. The defense attorney pops up and he starts to deflect and, 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 you know, intercede to try and protect you, to try and keep you from looking at your motivations. You know, I heard this story on the radio about this guy who, he was busted for a terrorist plot. He was putting together a terrorist plot. Um, former soldier, sadly, you know. He, he, he buys a bunch of gunpowder at this gun shop, and the, the people that own the gun shop tip off the FBI. They're like, this guy comes in wanting to buy a bunch of smokeless gunpowder, and then he says, 
uh, what is smokeless gunpowder anyway? Like, well, why are you buying it then, right? So this guy gets arrested, and he's going to go to court, and the defense attorneys, because that's their job to give him a defense, they will go to work to protect this man and and to, you know, deflect and defend. And, well, he's reloading shells, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, but really the motivation of the heart is not looked at when the defense attorney goes to work. He tries to deflect from the motivation of the heart. It's something to look at when it comes to the Ten Commandments. What are we coveting? What is our motivation? Why do we go buy the smokeless gunpowder, right? Why do we um, flirt with our triggers? I hate that word triggers, by the way. Why do we bite down on the hook of temptation when it's dangled in front of us? Honestly, getting underneath that and stop you know, this me, well, I, well, me, well, I'm trying, well, God never, well, I'm connecting and God isn't, you know, uh, I love that song because it's, it's, there's angst in that song about building relationship with, with the creator of, of all things, the creator of all things, right? I love that. It's true. And in my weakness, man, I'm, I'm defensive. And I'm working on that, and God is slowly breaking me of the orbit that I have around myself. So, understanding that is understanding God's will, and and God's will isn't always going to click our way, right? Being okay with it, part of this, being able to, to be to just be, is realizing that we're not always going to get our way. And if we don't get our way sometimes, that's okay. That's okay. Some Listen, God's will, it's one part of the Lord's Prayer, right? Um, on earth as it is in heaven, your will be done, right? my daily bread before before all of that before we start with our needs right it's not just covetousness this is needs um, appetites the Lord's Prayer starts with your will be done hallowed be your name on earth as it is in heaven right I mean these are themes underneath our appetites underneath our spiritual appetites underneath coming after and craving things that are good not just the darkness and taking surviving asking God to give us what we need because like um, Mr. Chrysler we are supposed to I mean the Bible talks about the gifts that we've been given and giving those back and glorifying God with our talents and abilities. This is the the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, or the the parable of the minus in in Luke 19. I mean, God expects of us um, that we would shine, right? Read a tweet by Joyce Meyer about um, asking for God's favor, praying out every day that God would favor you, right? Favor your heart. Favor your 
prosperity for the day, um, favor what it means to be you for today, to, to give blessing to you, asking for blessing, but really being honest about your own motivations and what it means for you to be blessed, right? If you get what you want, is that good for your wife, your kids, your future wife and kids you may not have met yet, ladies, your husband, um, your ability to be, all right? What does that mean for those things? Because the Tenth Commandment is all about being, being content with the attributes that God has given you, the heart-level characteristics, the gifts, and the weaknesses that God has given you personally. Loving and living out of that and asking God for His favor to bless you in who you are and who you're going to be today. So, I want you to keep this in mind this week. What is the premise. Why do you do what you do? What is the meaning to why you do it? What is the purpose, the drive of your life? Where, what do you love? Where is your passion? One of the things that can be exposed in a word like triggers, for example, is um, something that Nikki Six said in his book about, uh, you know, we, we tend to, as addicts, we think everything's about us, don't we? Right? I mean, it's always about me and, and my pain and my life and all the things that I've been through and, you know, get me and where's God when I was in my me. We tend to think a whole lot about ourselves. And when that word trigger is presented, true, there's some truth to that word, what's the premise? What is underneath it? Why are we triggered? And how do we break this orbit around ourselves? We have an appetite for connection. You have a, you know, I've heard somebody say that, wasn't it? That addicts are, are, you know, push things to 11. I think it was that show, House. I love that show, Dr. House, right? He says, I'm an addict. I push everything to 11. <laughs> that was brilliant. It's true. We're passionate people. And I don't like this freaking stamp label, addict. And God created us with a, a heavier spiritual burden than most people, I believe. Um, I love you guys, and I want you to digest that this week. Your appetite for connection. The, this covenant relationship. If you are married, what has Jesus sacrificed for you? Are you the perfect bride for Christ? Have you done all the commandments just perfectly? And, and you know, right? Jesus says, look, look at my awesome hot wife, right? How are we as brides of Christ to God? Our relationship with God, man, we are busted up. We're slutty whore brides. And God loves us anyway. That's covenant relationship. And part of the theological reality of covenant is the council of peace. And there's a bunch of stuff written about this. The council of peace as it relates to the to 
covenant theology. Where do you find peace? Where do you find rest for your soul? Where is your ability to be located? And how are you going to move through this life with that appetite that you do have for connection? I love you guys. Here's some more of that song by Yellow Card. Everywhere. Till next time. Bye. You always like my way, but never comes a day. No matter where I go, I always feel you so. Cause you're everywhere to me. And when I close my eyes,